Welcome to the Wellbeing at Birkbeck podcast. Brought to you by the Birkbeck Counselling Service. In this series of podcasts, we are looking at what different issues might bring students to the counselling service. We'll share our thinking about those difficulties, how to tackle them, and offer our insights and expertise. Before we start, a disclaimer. The students that we talk about in these podcasts are fictitious. They are quite typical of students that we see in the Birkbeck Counselling Service, but any similarity to any particular person is entirely coincidental. My name is Jo Middleton. I'm a counsellor at Birkbeck. With me, recording on location in Birkbeck's Mallet Street building, is my colleague in the counselling service, Aura Rico. This is episode one. What to do if it's all going wrong. So we are going to talk about a male student. Um, He's about 32 and he's in the second year of his part-time master's and he's working full-time, studying in the evenings. He's finding it hard to keep up with his work, and he's very worried about his deadlines. He has a history of anxiety, and he has had episodes of depression in the past. He was diagnosed some years ago, and he took some antidepressants for a while in his early 20s. He had a difficult time at school, he failed his A-levels first time, and he struggled academically and emotionally during his undergraduate degree. His relationship with his long-term partner is on and off at the moment, and home life is unstable. He has a reasonably good relationship with his family, but is a bit distant as they don't live nearby. He's managing to go to work, but sometimes he doesn't attend to his classes. The master's is important to him as it represents a way out uh, of a career he's not enjoying at the moment. He feels he's drinking too much. He has thoughts about dying but not plans to act on these thoughts. Uh, These thoughts have come to him in the past, but they are more frequent at the moment. He doesn't talk to anybody about these feelings. He feels he should be able to deal with these problems himself. He feels he's presenting one face or mask to the world, and he's concealing the real him. It sounds like he's completely overloaded, really, doesn't yeah. it, at the moment? Birkbeck students do manage an awful lot very often. They're often yeah. working, they're studying, you know, in the evenings. They've got a lot to manage. And then life throws us curveballs, doesn't it? You know, yeah. so his relationship being on the rocks or anything like that, it's really tough yeah. by the sounds of things. I suppose there are, there are a number of things that we'd be tackling in the counselling room with him and, right. and exploring further. One of my sort of first questions is is around academic support you know given Mm. that it seems that his uh, in part that his his studies are really kind of at risk at the moment that he's not attending um does he need more academic support has he seen his personal tutor you know would the learning development team be of use to him um or even some study skill workshops absolutely yeah um and then I suppose, considering his history of anxiety and depression and the fact that that is, well, certainly has had a diagnosis of that in the past, first of all, whether he needs to explore that again with yeah. his GP, maybe with a view to starting again on antidepressants if he found that worked for him before. Also, with a view to something like the DSA. Students that have a diagnosis of a mental health condition could report that to university and declare it 
to access further support. So they can declare themselves just using my Bebek and they can start a study support plan. And the study support plan, what they would do is they will assess their needs. And if there is anything that could be adapted, any reasonable adjustments will be made to their studies. If they wish, they could also declare their mental health condition to student finance. So student finance will provide some funding to cover the costs of one-to-one mentoring. And they get quite a few sessions of mentoring. And what is great about it is practical support. So these mentors are trained in mental health, but they provide sort of very specific advice. So for example, with this student who struggles with anxiety, who struggles with depression, and who has had an experience of falling out of education before or or really having a difficult time in a degree before, that could be so valuable to them, the ongoing regular input from somebody who is supportive. Or if anxiety is a big issue, often you can get some extra minutes in exams, which can be very valuable. If this is something that anybody wants to explore a bit further, the study support plan or the disabled student allowance, the best way um, is to contact the mental health advisory service. So they deal with any students with an existing mental health condition. They can provide any further support. Existing or emerging, actually. If there's so, if there's someone you're concerned Absolutely. about, they would yeah. also um, talk to them and, and assess them. It's probably worth saying that the mental health advisory service is kind of a sister service to the counselling service. Um, and the, the third in that trio is the disability service. So we work quite closely together with yeah. students. Absolutely. And we can refer to each other. So there are some other things that are worrying in yeah. the student's presentation, aren't there? Um, the thoughts about dying and the suicidal thoughts, I think. Uh, yeah, I think those are quite concerning. I think sometimes we all may feel sort of a bit down and, and, and get a bit sort of dramatic at times, mm-hmm. so existential, but we need to explore those further. It seems to me that he himself is concerned about them and the fact that they're happening more frequently. And it's worth saying that if anyone is experiencing suicidal thoughts, then one of the first things they should be doing is making contact with their GP perhaps yeah. uh, who are well placed to offer support if they're feeling in crisis then you know skip the GP and straight to A&E yeah yeah um, and you know the counselling service here is not a crisis support service we can't not something we can do in this service or often those thoughts will come at all hours yes so they may be able to access some someone immediately through going through A&E or they may want to contact the Samaritans just to offload and speak to someone. Yeah, I mean, the Samaritans is a fantastic organisation and are available 24-7. Somebody's available on the phone. You can text them, you can email them. The number to call, which is free, is 116-123. And you can also see them face-to-face. There is a branch in central London just off Carnaby Street where you can go for a one-to-one conversation with somebody. It struck me that he, this student that we've been talking about is also concerned about alcohol and yeah. his drinking. Yeah, um, and again, I think we need to ask more questions about that mm-hmm. because is it having a drink every so often, yeah. or is he getting drunk every time he drinks? And is he is it social? Is he drinking on his own with friends? You know, I think that needs a bit of exploration, doesn't it? And I would be asking him if he felt he needed some help with that. And alcohol is at the present, so I would imagine that he will feel worse after drinking. Or during drinking, and maybe those suicidal thoughts get more worrying when he's 
under the influence or that is a very good point the thing that you ended on when describing him talking about the face that he yeah. presents to the world and the mask and the concealment of the real him i found that was very sad mm-hmm. that he needed to just deal with everything himself well saying that i think is very brave this person manages to come to the counseling service but i did wonder if there has something to do with the fact that he is male i think there is something still in society that doesn't allow men to talk about their emotions i completely agree with that and he clearly feels he's sort of operating on two levels one is the the thing he's putting out there and the other is the thing he's feeling inside and it's i think that's very hard to acknowledge yeah. um and uh, we're not in the habit of inviting each other to speak about our emotions. It's no. For a lot of men particularly, I think that is extremely difficult. It's very hard. And if to that we add that he seems to be socially isolated at the moment. His relationship is not going well. He's far from family. Yeah, it's very hard. A, a more general thought I had, perhaps. Um, something about how much he's balancing at the moment and how much he's trying to manage and whether he could be helped to think about what could be put on hold, perhaps, whether the studies might be interrupted for a bit or whether he could have a bit of leave from work or some study leave or what could give because at the moment it seems to be that he's ending up in this position of kind of neglecting the studies or not going to his classes but that's almost like a default it's not like he's chosen to do that I think that will be very helpful because I think that will empower him and it's clear that that his studies are so important so anybody will feel very down that the most important thing is the one having to give so helping him to think about his options what can he do what can he take charge of absolutely and also to look at the balance of things at the moment you know because it sounds like it's all work and study there is nothing else there's no room for anything else at the moment what came to my mind Mm. is that he does have some outlet that is not the most positive one. Yeah, the drinking, do you mean? Yes. Is he looking just to be social? Is there any other ways that he can do that and sort of perhaps more positive ways of enjoyment? Yeah, I think often students at Birkbeck really feel they need to give every waking hour either to the job or their family commitments or their studies and there's just no room left for them at all in that. I feel that when we sort of summarise all the support available, there is actually quite a lot that he can do. I agree. I think that's absolutely right. And I hope that he would be able to find his way through that with a bit of help and support and thinking. So, well, Aura, thank you very much for joining me for the first of the podcast series. And um, we look forward to having you back in the podcast chair before too long. I love that. Thank you. Great stuff. Thank you. You have been listening to the Wellbeing at Birkbeck podcast. Produced by Racket Productions.